podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. Joining me, as with the last podcast, uh, Don the Hammer. Lovely to be back again. Yes. How, how was your time away uh, between the last podcast and this one? I've had terrible travel problems. Really? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Made it yeah. just in time. Scotland was a nightmare. Oh, I got God, it. it's annoying, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, East Coast Railways, was that, the, was that the problem? The joy they normally are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trevor Drain's with us again. Good evening. And James Cairns. Hello. We uh, talked in the last podcast about uh, the two games that we played last week, the two games to save Slaven Bilic's job, which do currently appear to have done that, unless some news has come through that we're unaware of. Um, but looking forward, it's, uh, we, uh, we, we, had a good re- we had a good result against uh, Spurs and an indifferent result against Crystal Palace and a disappointing one. Um, we are playing uh, Liverpool at the weekend. We... Probably in our in our league games uh, have been through a period of sort of winnable games that uh, we uh, on the balance have done disappointingly in uh, two games that we should have considered we should have won we got one point out of instead of six uh, which is the Brighton and the Palace um, uh, so. Things are not that great. We sort of enter a spell of quite uh, difficult games in the next uh, uh, month or two. Uh, we've got so Liverpool. After we play Liverpool. Yes, that's <laughs> right. After we play Liverpool, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. So, um, I mean, what what do we think is going to happen? What do we think is uh, going to sort of improve? Um, I mean, it, it, there is an argument uh, for saying that... Uh, there is a good there is a good eleven players inside of the squad that we have, and that perhaps a fresh pair of eyes coming in, uh, hopefully being given some research and some information rather than having to find everything out for themselves the second they arrive at the club, could identify which those eleven are and say, "You are my eleven boys. Uh, you're gonna dig us out of this hole," and that they might do that, which is often the entire raison d'etre of getting a new manager in, especially if you're in, you know, deep cack. Um, how close do we think to that, to that happening? Do we think that Slav can pull us out of this sort of malaise? You know, remembering that the game we did win in the week doesn't actually give us any points to help our league position, you know, uh, and, uh, and the next game in that is against Arsenal. So we yeah. can't really count on the, uh, the Caribou Cup for doing all that much for us. I think it will be a struggle for him, but it's been a struggle for quite a while, hasn't it? But mm. um, I, I feel like we will just continue to bounce along and we'll get the occasional win. Not sure I see it happening against Liverpool, if I'm honest. But um, I, I just feel like Bilic, we've seen what Bilic can do. He's had 100 games in charge now. Mm. And... You know, whatever the flaws are, whatever you think they might be there, I, I'm not sure he, he's going to do anything differently at this point. I, I do agree with what Trevor said um, on the last podcast several days ago, mm-hmm. um, that um, bringing in a new manager in and of itself might give you a sort of a short-term bounce, but the structural problems at the club are such that I think it would be very difficult to either recruit a very top manager who on their own might make a significant difference, 
um, or you know that let's say let's face it, we'll get a second tier manager who will probably encounter all the same problems that Bilic has. Mm-hmm. So realistically. Is anything going to change between now and the end of the season? No, I think he'll go go through, and then they'll get rid of him in the summer or yeah. let him leave. What do we? I mean, what do we imagine the problems are? Because it's a not untalented set of footballers, but at the moment, the promoted teams like Huddersfield and Brighton look like more cohesive units than we do. We we would have to sort of argue that man for man, we must be as good as at least 10 other teams in, in the division at the moment, the base of the, at least the bottom half of teams we must be able to compete with. But we, you know, just came out and Brighton, a promoted team from the, the championship. Team, I think the team reflects the manager. And the manager knows he's gone at the end of the season. If he gets that far, he'll be doing well. And the team, although they seem to be playing for him, they're not going to be playing... Hard, they, everyone knows we're sort of treading water and if we could get someone a, a real managerial star in now they do it the danger is we get another one we get someone else that's average and we put them on a two or three year contract I think we are better off I agree limping through and, and making the right decision in the summer mm, mm. but the team are all as talented as some of them are they're all playing as though we're limping through, and that will be the mentality for the rest of the season. Whether it's true or not, I feel that this this notion that uh, when a when a manager is in the last year of his contract and uh, there are no signs of re- renewing it yet, that means that the players don't play for him because they're kind of going. Who? We? I mean, if that is true, it's sort of crazy. I mean, I sort of he think hasn't lost that, the you dressing know, room, but they're not playing. They're not. You know, they're not playing. Like one of the newly promoted teams. No, yeah. they've, they've not come up without fear. I think the issue is twofold for us. Firstly, external pressures regarding Billich are seeping into the minds of the players. Mm. I think we've we carry too many injured players, and we have done for a number of seasons now. Mm, mm. You know, if you tot up Carroll, Sacco, and Reed, you know, big yes. players for us. And that you know, at the moment, you can't count on. You them. can't count on them. No. And, you know, we're we're currently playing with one orthodox forward. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. You know, regularly, and that's an awful lot of pressure on us. We we're set up to counter attack, generally speaking, and and Sacco is probably the most effective forward that we've got with that tactic in mind. Yes, he, he, he's you know he's decided he's not fit again, and yeah. and you know is 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 looking to move in 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 January. And Add to that the the, the, the appalling um, summer transfer of the uh, 2016 summer window. Yeah, I think that's we're we're still suffering from the fallout of that. The squad is too thin. We're having to carry too many big wage earning, injury prone players who are fairly one dimensional in the way they play. Yeah, I, I like Reed as a, a destructive centre half but you can't set play up from Reed. he's not a good passer of the football Um, I I, I like Andy Carroll he's probably the only player we've got who possesses a world class skill which is attacking and heading the ball but we don't appear to be able to maximise that now the pay is gone when was the last time you saw Andy Carroll rise above someone and smack the ball in in the net with his head. No, no, that's it right. Probably I mean, coincided you know, with with the little frog going home. Those, know. those are you know the 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 two um, 
uh, incidents that caused his sending off were uh, speculative long punts that he has to win in the air. Yeah. And, that's, and I felt that, you know, there was a bit of hubris with that sending off because it's not just about Andy Carroll going, oh, Andy, I'm furious with Andy Carroll. He elbows players in the head. You go, well, what he had to do was win a header against a big central defender, which is a sort of lottery that then produces another lottery for who's going to pick up the second ball. And you go, that's just not a modern football tactic that works unless you really are, you know, he peels off and heads it back into the centre where three people are running at it yeah. one of whom might put it into the net yeah, got, no. we don't play any differently when Carroll's in the team no, than when right. he's not no. so how does that work how can Carroll and Hernandez be the same sort of striker and actually if you look at who they tried to get in the summer when you're going from Giroud to um, Hernandez that tells mm-hmm. you there's a bit of confusion about the type of striker they want let me say this to you this season's podcast is brought to you by Ladbrooks. Uh, sign up and deposit up to £50 at Ladbrooks, and Ladbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 worth of free bets. You can get this offer by going to bet.westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If I can just finish uh, my 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 thought about that uh, about when a manager is kind of in the last year of his contract, because I mean, you know, the, the, there has been a sort of a, a notion that uh, somehow uh, Sullivan and Golden Brady are not backing, but they're not backing him. Uh, he's not getting the support. No wonder things are so bad. He's not getting the support from them. You know, it it. it Football might be divided into years, but it's also divided into seasons. If you kind of start a season very poorly and go, you know what will help this? We'll renew the manager's contract. Then everyone will play better. It just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Or if that's the reason why things are not going very well, well, it's a stupid reason. Because I can see that the Bosman ruling affects footballers in the last year of their contract because you're going, well... We're going to lose this guy for nothing at the end of the season unless we renew his contract or we've got to sell him now. When a manager's in the last year of his contract, well, let's see how he does this season and then we'll renew it next season depending on how well he does. I mean, that just seems... So this notion that everyone in the club is full of doubt because they don't know whether the manager's going to sort of finish this season, it's like... Well, just play your football and you, Mr. Manager, do a good job and then you will get a new contract. I reckon it might have an effect on transfers. If you're an incoming player, I think you'd want to know if the manager who is buying you is going to be be there. there. So particularly in in January, it's a big upheaval for footballers to move and all the rest of it, uh, like it is for anybody. And if you think the guy's going to be gone in six months, you know... And particularly, we have such a dreadful record of January signings anyway. Yes. Um, But I can see a footballer might say, well... Yeah, why would I join you? The next guy might not yes, want me. Yes, that that is a point where yeah, you're right. That that could have an have an effect because there there are you know players going to clubs thinking they're going to play and uh, then they don't, and then there's a change of manager. So you know, Stockgrass obviously left Hull, going I'll go I'll go into this team and I'll play in that team, and then wasn't very good and didn't play every week, and then <laughs> sold. Well, not sold, loaned out, but he won't be back. But uh, you know. I think Arnautovic might be sort of going, well, I used to play every week at Stoke and now I'm at this place and I don't get a game. You know, obviously play a bit better would be the response to that. But uh, So if we're not going to be able to attract anyone at Christmas and some of our players are thinking, I don't know where I'm going with Billich, I don't know who the next guy's going to be, I'll be off. 
Mm-hmm. Where does that leave us? That's not a great position. Not really, no. It sort of feels like, you know, it is very frustrating because they, 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 uh, um, if we if we carry on with that sort of same squad, I mean, I, I, I do feel that putting Ob- Obiang's got to play in the midfield. I, I f- feel that quite strongly. If we're going to proceed with the team we've got, I think Obiang has to play every week. And, and and in a sense, if he is a little erratic, well, sort of rest, sort of not p- dropping him is not going to help. Play him every week. It's like, you know, feels like uh, that's not a great policy is to go, well, I'll just, he's not very good. I'll just play him every now and again. It's like that's that's doubling down on a bad situation because he's clearly, he's not bad. He was a Spanish under-21 player. He's played for some good teams. Yeah. He's good. Well, he's one of our only two good alternatives in there. So, you know. Yeah. And the other one is, you know, Mark Noble's got a lot of virtues, but getting around the pitch. No, that's in, right. Is, is, is covering for players who are not really up to it is, is not one of them. No, that's you know, right. Uh, which is, I think, was the major contributing factor to all of the pressure that came on in the last 20 minutes against Crystal Palace. Palace yeah. Was that Mark was on his own. Yeah. Well, if we're not going to buy new players at Christmas, well, I, I, the I other way of shaking it up is to bring in some of the youth. And I'm not a massive fan of that. And I, and I don't say West Ham never give youth a chance because if they were so good, we'd still see them, all the rejects playing in the Premier League when we've let them go and we don't see mm. any of them. No. Stanislas maybe is the only one who's not, you know, fantastic. But maybe to have Martinez on the bench. Yeah. This, um, uh, is he a Serbian kid? I can't pronounce Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lad who played in the cup game. Saeed. Yeah. Um, Just to sort of shake things up, even if not bring them straight in the first team, but let's see a few on the bench. Maybe that will just... Well, I mean, he, you know, by by all accounts, he was very good in that uh, Bolton game. Got a few yeah, decent, and uh, and there is an argument for yeah. when, um, you know, we've sold Pie and we've really only got one flair player in the team. The player that you've bought to be a kind of understudy for that flair player, because apparently that Saeed thingy is a kind of a number ten. That's the idea. Yeah. Well, it it might be better to play someone that you're not sure about, but is actually that sort of player than play someone else in that position you know yeah uh, I think if we just keep the same faces that don't feel a great deal of pressure on their place then it's not not a great outlook I worry yeah, the about the way the injuries bit. are going at the moment they're going to have to bring the youth lads onto the bench at the, yeah they, yeah you know there's certainly I mean Rice will play at the weekend uh, that moves mm-hmm. the position up I don't know how far Collins is away from being back from injury but that you know, so you're looking at another young player coming onto the bench because we don't have senior players in cover in the areas where, no. where we've got multiple injuries. I think we've got, we've got four, four first-choice centre-halves out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one thing that was encouraging about the first half at Crystal Palace is that you did see um, uh, Ayu and Hernandez sort of up front and sort of fairly close to each other mm. and um you know one thing that has characterized this season is you buy a striker who uh as you said james it was just pot luck whether we get the towering Giroud or the tiny nippy predator that is hernandez <laughs> and we'll just play in a system that suits them but what we did is buy hernandez and then not play him in a system that suited him for the first few games and, and you're like you you've got to you might have to shape your team around the talents of these players. And uh, we were talking sort of earlier, weren't we, that there are quite often um, perfect storms of circumstances in which a player, you know, like Torres at Liverpool 
and then not at Chelsea. Uh, you know, was there was obviously a system that suited that player, and yeah. uh, and that often happens with transfers. And uh, uh, but Hernandez, it feels like you've got to get players close to the last third of the pitch so that the ball is moved around and lands at the feet of someone within 12 yards of the goal who can turn and shoot yeah, because that's what space. that's what his game is. You put the ball in space between yeah. the sticks and then Hernandez will be on you. If, if, if it isn't a Crystal Palace clearing defender, Hernandez was on it and the yeah. one opportunity he got, he buried. That's right, that's right. And... and uh, and against Spurs, he was, uh, sorry, against Swansea, you know, you saw when he got into their penalty area that his movement inside of their penalty area was great. His, you know, the peeling away, all that stuff. That's his game. And to kind of go, right, we'll stick you out on the wing. If you watch him, he's, he's, he's always looking to go off the shoulder. Yeah. You know, the ball will, cut, will be coming into the midfielder's feet and Hernandez will be off the shoulder every single time if you just mm-hmm. keep an eye on him on, on, on Saturday and just watch how, when he runs yeah it's, it, it doesn't wait for the ball to come into feet he's, he's side on he's looking for that gap yeah. all of the time absolutely and our play through the midfield unless it comes through Lanzini is holding him up and he's He's frying he's yes, his yeah, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But well, also, he, he's, he's never scored a goal from outside the box. No. And he's had games this season for us where he's touched the ball twice in the box. Yeah. Now, uh, that's not that unusual for strikers in the Premier League. But, uh, you know, that kind of shows you that we don't seem to have the best idea of how to get the best out no, of him. No, that's right. And certainly if you're playing Carroll, I think, in the same side, and we don't know how to get the best out of him either, that's why at times we've really struggled to, to score. Because yeah, that's right. we only have the one creative midfield player. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, the, the long and the short of it. Yeah. Which is I why mean, he's if, got to get if, on that. If, if, if we were going for a kind of 4 4 2, if we were going for a kind of 4 4 2 with, you know, Hernandez and Carroll in the middle, you need wingers then. And and the closest we sort of had to a winger from from the 30 to 40 players we we bought in that last summer transfer, yeah. not the one that's gone, was uh, Faguli. Faguli, yeah. Was Faguli. And you're going, we, we sold him. It's like, you know. We were kind of going, aha, I'm right. It's a testament to how shitty that transfer window was that they've now all gone. I sort of think in selling for Gooley, we slightly threw the baby, the baby out with the bathroom. Yeah. So you go, that's actually one you could have kept because he is at least direct. Yeah. And well, we were paying him so much money. That was all yeah, we were focused absolutely on. Absolutely. Yeah. Cartloads of money every yeah. week. But um, but there's a point at which you, you you know you might have to pay that to hang on to a player that can give you something you sort of need. It, 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 it's, it, it, we're in the money ball game here. Yeah, you, you get what you pay for in yeah. football. Yeah, you know Tottenham have twenty million pound fullbacks sitting on the bench week in week out. Yeah, you know our biggest cash outlay player, Ayu, cost twenty million pound, and that's our biggest signing ever. Yeah, yeah, you know and and. and we wonder why we are where we are. Mm-hmm. The, the long and the short of it is because we haven't got the money to compete any higher up the league. Yeah. That's, that's the be all and end all. Actually, the money ball sort of ethos is um, sort of about wages, isn't it? That's yes. the um, um, the book Soconomics, which someone gave me, which is sort of a... It's a bit like one of those kind of knockoffs of a successful book. It's the English money ball, it's a, yeah. but it except it's about football. That makes the point that the, um, the highest achieving teams don't necessarily buy the most expensive players but what they do is they pay the most expensive wages so they might get a kind of a 32 year old who's got a, a couple of 
but they're great. You know, they're like Perlo or something. They've got a couple of really good seasons. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. They'll get him for nothing and pay him a load every week and then get another one. But we do. Know? I mean, our, we are a big wage big, I mean, yeah, you know, wage if you look cup, at yeah. the last sort of set of published accounts, not to be too boring, but 15, 16, we were the eighth highest paying yeah, wage yeah. Uh, in terms of wages in the league. Um, and I think we'd all be fairly happy if we were the eighth best team in the league. Yes. You know, the problem is, it's not really that we think that they, they should be in the top six. It's that we think they should be eighth. Yeah, you know, that's right. And, yeah, but, yeah. you know, when you're 14th, 15th, yeah. that's what's difficult. Yeah. But you're, you're look, you look at it, and undoubtedly we do pay those that, that level of wages, you know, which is commensurate with the income. And they run a pretty tight ship, the, 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 the directors. And then you're greeted with the fact that how much of that money goes to people who don't play? Yeah. So how much of it is just burnt? Isn't yeah. It inevitable. Aren't most squads are like twenty-five players on high wages, so that they can't all play. Yeah. The point is that, is that Andy Carroll, you know, Diafra Sacco, Winston Reid, they're injured more yeah. than just about any other player I mm. can think of currently in in, in playing for a comp. You don't have Everton players out for no years on end. No. You no. know, and and. And our academy doesn't deliver players either in the same way that, say, Tottenham has no. in the last no, couple of years. No, no, yeah. so, no. So to come, to come back to our attacking and that we don't know how to attack, Saturday we're playing the team that don't know how to defend. Yes. We have no defenders and they're lightning quick attackers. <clears throat> yes. So nil nil. <laughs> nil nil, <laughs> yes. Well, we should, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Saturday. I think this is a, a fairly sort of shortish uh, uh, second podcast this week. So let's move on to uh, what might happen uh, against Liverpool on uh, Saturday. They're, they are, they're having troubles, aren't they? They're, 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 they're... The Tottenham of the North. Yes, they are, yeah. They're, <laughs> They've they... got some injuries, actually. I think Coutinho's missing on yes. Saturday, thank God. Yeah, uh, yeah. And one or two other of their bigger names yeah. but I don't know that game last year sort of has scarred me forever the, mm. the, the 4-0 or whatever it was when yeah, I was. hit the post from 8 inches yeah. out yeah. that was no. brutal wasn't it yeah. Yeah. twice yeah. twice in the same movement it's remarkable if this, this is where game actually was if this was at Upton Park I would have said oh, I was quite fancy us but mm. uh, just you know at the London Stadium it's so hard to yeah to see, it really has to be like Friday night against Tottenham and then, yeah. you know, their league titles or league well, championship aspirations on the line. I like Masuaku playing ahead of Cresswell, but if he's playing instead of Cresswell against, will he be against Salah, probably? He will, yeah. Yeah. I worry that Masuaku's not even going to stay on the field. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, not subbed. Just the one thing he has off. got though is pace. He has, yeah, mm-hmm. positional defensive sense. Just stick next yeah. to the guy with a bubble perm. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think yes, Byron right. plays, right? Because Abeletta will be suspended. Yes. Byron's yes. injured. Byron's injured. Is he? Byron's injured. Yeah. Is he? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no right back so, again. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> Antonio right back. Yeah. Perfect. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, okay. Abeletta will play was one of the three, I imagine. No, it's Abeletta's he's, he's bad. suspended. Yeah. Oh, God, is he? Oh, yeah. God, gets better is Byron injured? He? Oh, God. Yes, yeah, so I well, remember. No, They've played Kayati at right back, haven't they? He played it right back quite badly, didn't yes, he? Bournemouth yeah. away. Yes, yeah, Bournemouth away. Yeah, lost. Quite badly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, interesting. I wonder what he'll do. Let's get on to predictions. Yes, <laughs> predictions. Um, I predict it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're going to score, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, 
I, I never predict a, a loss. <laughs> I'm sort of tempted. I'm going to go 2 2. I'm going to predict an optimistic draw. Uh, I was going to go 2 2 as well because I am naturally optimistic. Yes. As any yes. reader will tell you. Yes. So I'll go 3 all. 3 all. Ooh, high scoring yeah. draw. Trev? 2 1 West Ham. 2 1. Good, good man. Good man. Don the hammer. 1 0 win. Hart plays a blinder. Yes, Hart had a good game, didn't he? Uh, on uh, on yeah. uh, against Palace, he had a really good game. We actually, haven't mentioned him, but he, that no, was one no. of the outstanding. It's one of the yes. Did you see the press conference afterwards? Yes, yeah. he was uh, cross. God, wasn't that he? made you proud, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A man in shock and so angry he couldn't talk. Yeah, yeah. Which but I because... imagine Antonio was as well. He must have been distraught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I don't. Yeah. You don't play at that level. No, uh, it, it, sort of almost no. psychopathic level of competitiveness. Yeah. Well, Hart, yeah. Hart mentioned that he said well, nobody deliberately makes mistakes. No, which yeah. leads you to think that if, well, if he right. didn't do it deliberately, it was just rank stupidity. But there was the. I mean, there was an incredibly strange psychosis about that sort of that that thing of just trying to. Um, uh, you know, shut down a game, close out a game, uh, is, you know, because that, that happened against uh, West Brom last season where they got that equaliser at 2-2. And um, it's a sort of weird thing that managers do it because they do it. Things like making a substitution in those sort of, in, in injury time to tr- kind of run the clock down. Everyone knows that the referee adds time on. Why do that? Why why change the team that you've had? Bring on a different player. I mean, you know, it was unfortunate, but it was hubris that Collins made the mistake that caused the equaliser because he was the substitution in that game. It's not about Collins. It is about um, when you're closing out a game, suddenly playing a different lineup and bringing different people on. Why don't you keep doing what you were doing that is the reason you are in the lead? And that malaise that overtook us in the last 20 minutes against Palace was bewildering. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I, 10 minutes to go, running the ball into the corner. Have you lost your fucking minds? <laughs> I still maintain it was 9v11. I, that's, that I see that, that I yeah. see as the cause of the malaise. The legs were run out of Fernandes. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's yeah. It did look to Well, there we are. We have our predictions for uh, the Liverpool game. Uh, I think we may be done, gentlemen. Uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Dom Hammer. Good evening. Trevor Drain. Come on, you irons. James Cairns. Good night. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. 
But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.